what? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know what? Who let the dogs out? Who? Who? Off the hook. Airing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Here we go. Welcome to the program. The college football playoff has rendered its latest decision. We'll get into that. A huge show. Ron Slay will join us from 104.5 The Zone. And we'll talk some offensive line as Tennessee has apparently one of the best offensive lines in the country. This just in. They're up for the Joe Moore Award as semifinalists among eight different semifinalists that was supposed to be a team weakness but it has been anything but so can't imagine a better person to talk to than mike stole who played offensive line for the university of tennessee he'll join us in just one second amanda lafrada how are you this morning i'm doing well dave i am in milwaukee wisconsin and I'm sorry it, it is me too and it is freezing here yeah, you, your uh, hotel there looks like uh, it's it's got like a setup like out of Fargo or something. That movie there, um, yeah, it's kind of got like a the, normal hotel. I don't know. It looks like uh, it's like pad or something. Um, it's a Hilton. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm seeing it from afar. Okay. Mike Stoll, former Tennessee offensive lineman, joins us now, and he was a sideline reporter the ball network as well a guy that knows offensive line with the best of them mike how are you sir uh dave i'm i'm good can you hear me i can hear you loud and clear and you look fantastic well the cameras on my end are helping as opposed to i guess amanda with the background and i love the fargo uh reference uh she looks great i i do question that uh that wallpaper interesting fact and because i just found this out Yesterday, I don't know why, but I, a, a clip of Raising Arizona came on. The gal that played the detective in Fargo was also in Raising Arizona as the wife with like 10 different kids. So there you go. There's your fun fact for the day. And, she, uh, I, and, 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 and just thought that was pretty cool. I know that just because my wife is a huge fan of the Raising Arizona movie. And I love the Fargo movie. So we put two and two together, but otherwise nobody would know that. Yeah. So you've already brought you've already brought knowledge to the show. I, I'm bringing I'm bringing tons of knowledge uh, for useless information. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So this offensive line was supposed to be a weakness uh, coming in. That and the secondary were supposed to be concerns. Now they're up for the Joe Moore Award, which goes to the top offensive line. I didn't know that was an award until a few weeks ago. But anyway, um, as the top offensive line in the entire nation, they're down to eight semifinalists. At what point did you look at this group and say they can be more than competent, they can be really good? You know, I think um, when you saw how they played against Florida um, – and then I think really against the game against Alabama, when they just, you know, Anderson, who's supposed to be the best defensive player in the country, just, just doesn't have anything. 
I, I think that's where they really kind of established themselves. Here's the thing about offensive line play. You have to really – to be good, you have to play together as a unit. you, you got to play as, as one. And so if you look over the last 10, 12 years of the offensive line at Tennessee, they had a lot of injuries. And those injuries, you plug somebody in, and it's really hard to get that same, you know, mojo feel, um, understanding. You know, you get to the point where, you know, you're just, you just you know what the other guy's thinking. You know what's coming. You know, okay, they're going to run a twist. I'm going to pass this guy off. He's going to come to me. I'm going to go attack this guy. I think that's the thing that's helped them. But, yeah, you look at Florida and Alabama, they really kind of, establish themselves as, as a they're a good line and um, they're playing very very well as a unit the thing i loved about it is the selflessness so everybody knows that left tackle gets paid more money in the nfl and darnell wright started every game there last year and they come to him and they say hey i got an idea and he's like what and they say we want to move you to right tackle right. and he's completely okay with it and I think that speaks to the chemistry of this team that he didn't even blink. And it's – I questioned the move at the time, Mike. It's worked out incredibly well. Yeah, it, it did. You know, um, my junior – I started uh, all my junior year, a couple of starts my sophomore year. They came to me and they said, hey, you're going to move from right guard to left tackle. Now, that's a, that's a big swing for me. And, and, and I'm like, okay, why? And, uh, you know – uh, Jacob Worms, that James was was trying to come along. He wasn't quite there yet, so I was the only guy that was returning, and so I, I got put out there. Um, and, and I was like, okay, yeah, whatever I need to do, whatever I need to do to compete to help the team win. And that's that maybe not that's that's not about I me. Mean, that's how offensive linemen are. Offensive linemen are built around this, the fact of hey, we don't get a lot of glory. We we don't get a lot of attention. The only time we get called out is when we screw up, basically. basically. So for us, it's all about going out there and whatever I do to help the team win, right? And so there's a lot, there's a lot of internal pride that those guys have. There's a lot of you know um, mentality of the fact of okay, if my guy does well, if, if that running back just scored, it's yeah, the running back. Everybody's going to talk about it. Everybody's going to talk about Jalen Hyde. Everybody's going to talk about Barry Small what they've done. But I've done my job. So that's why they did it. And I, that's all the gratification I need. That's all the uh, attention that I need. And so that's kind of how these, these guys are made up. And, you know, I, I love watching them play. They've done a great job. Um, and, um, you know, it's it showed in, in, in how they've uh, produced numbers. Now, I agree. It's been, it's been really impressive. The Down and Dirty at 30, we start each show with a good conversation or the news of the day is brought to you by Guardian Investment Groups. Guardian Investment Group is GIAplantoday.com. And again, it's your opportunity if you go to GIAplantoday.com to get the ultimate investment advice and video conferencing with all that happened with COVID has made that possible so they can work with you. And they're going to tell you why you should put your money there, not just say, hey, put your money there. And there's a big difference. GIAplantoday.com. They can take care of your financial future. Tell them Off the Hook Sports sent you. The the guy that received the award this week was Cooper Mays from the SEC. And now four or five of the offensive linemen have won the Offensive Lineman of the Week award. But it's funny. I talked to Cooper on Sunday. And uh, Cooper 
uh, wasn't real pleased with his play. Had a hold and didn't think he played particularly well. So, uh, again, like before, I think that speaks to the high standard that this group has. Yeah, it, it does. I think the other thing you, you're you're going to see, um, you know, those guys are juniors and seniors. They're, they've been around a while. And so, you know, they um, have set the tone for what other guys need to look at. You know, and I've said it for years. Like, you know, when Tennessee was doing poorly, you know, they've got kids coming in that are freshmen. They're playing a lot of snaps. You've got, um, you know, maybe not so much transfers, but guys that just, you know, other people leave and you're there to play. Uh, so it's kind of the default you get the position. Um, but the thing is, for all those years, they didn't have anybody to watch. And I remember when I would play, you know, you'd sit there in the in the film room and you'd watch the guy ahead of you. And you're younger and you're seeing an example of, okay, well, this is how you block. This is how you do this. Here's how he put his feet. Here's the situation he was put in. And you mentally learn from those things so that you're like, okay, well, I want to be like that. And I want to strive like that. And so, you know, you see what happens with the second team when they come in and they score points, you get a situation where like, okay, I'm going to put into practice what I've seen these older guys or these more tenure guys do so I can be successful. And so I think they're on to something, they're starting something, and I love what they're doing right now. We sure have I'm sorry, that's my bad, Amanda. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You go. My bad. No, you're fine. Um, so looking at this offensive line, who out of it impresses you the most? Like who's brought a lot to the table that either you didn't expect or just a, a player that's just balling out? Yeah, so that's a great question. So so for me, you know, I like the way Javante Spragan's playing. I like I like how he plays the game. Now he doesn't play the game perfect. He doesn't have the best technique, but he's a guy. When you think about just an offensive lineman that's going to go out there and he's going to he's going to throw it out there. He's going to play a little dirty, a little mean, a little nasty. That's what I like, right? He he goes and you know you get you see a lot when, when I've seen a lot of film and I've watched a lot of film and I've been yelled at for a lot of film. You know, you kind of start getting um, you know almost PTSD. But when you start watching games, especially like when they'll show a play, like a, a pass play, and they're showing the twists and the blitz and different stuff. And when you saw, you know, you watch Spragans and, and he'll like, you know, as a rule of thumb, when you're a guard, if that guy twists away from you. That means somebody's coming. So if somebody goes away, somebody's coming. As soon as somebody starts going away, you look and you attack what's coming and you and you and you make whoever comes inside pay for it. And I've seen him multiple times, you know, his head's on a swivel. When you feel the guy start to loop around, he instantly will turn and he will attack that defensive end coming in. And I mean, and, and, you know, when those guys are rushing, those defensive ends aren't looking for that guard coming in. They're looking, I'm going to loop inside and get a short corner to the tack or to the quarterback. And Spragan's, you know, perfect technique as far as he's going to put his face mask right in that rib cage in the sidearm of that defensive end. That defensive end doesn't rush quite so, so many times as fast the next time. Cause he's like, Hey, I just got rocked in the ribs by this big guy, and he hit me rock solid hard. I'm going to maybe take it easy. So I, I like the way that he plays the game. He plays it with intensity. You know, offensive line, you're, you're not, like, you know, pretty out there with, with your jersey tucked right and your pants, your knees. You know, you just play down, down and dirty. I mean, you get muddy, you get dirty. I like the way he plays the game. 
Um, and I, I've enjoyed watching him because it's you're, you're always if you watch him closer, you're always going to see them like, oh yeah, that was a, that was a good little shot he got in there. You know, you get your punches and your shots in when you can. Former Tennessee offensive lineman Mike Stoll joining us. Hit that like button greatly helps the channel share and be sure you're subscribed. Just checking analytics and about. Uh, only 20% of our viewers are actually subscribed, which is common, but we want you to hit that subscribe button. We'll continue to grow the channel and uh, look forward to it. So, uh, Mike, you, 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 you played, um, well, I, early, uh, 2000s, right? No. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't, maybe, I don't, before that. maybe before that. So I did, I don't want to age us, um, but we're roughly the same age, but the, what do you think of the, it was announced yesterday, the orange helmets and the black jerseys and all of that, because I know you're kind of a tradition guy. And I'm just curious what you, what you think of all that. You know, um, it, it, when this kind of started bubbling up a couple of years ago, you know, the, the traditionalist in me is like, I don't like that. I, you know, you, you come to Tennessee and you, you wear orange and wear white and that's how it rolls. Like, you know, that's just how it goes. You, you go and you think of the traditional uniforms. But I, I think, um, you know, the world is changing. The kids are totally changing. The, the players, the way that they play, the way that they see things, you know, I'm going to start a petition petition for where, where are my, my retributions for my NIL money? You know, I mean, I felt bad if I took a steak dinner. Um, and these guys are, these guys are you know, sponsoring uh, – condiments and uh, food and uh, all sorts of different stuff. So yeah, they're, um, getting, they're getting paid by me, Mike. I, yeah. What's up with that? I mean, <laughs> they wouldn't pay. I don't even get paid by you. Wait a minute. What, what's all that about? Um, no. So, so I think, you know, the traditionalist in me is like, I don't know, but over time, you know, I mean, I, I think the kids feed off of it. If the kids feed off of it, the energy, the crowd feeds off, of it. the crowd feeds off of it. Um, you know, it makes for a better product. And if it makes for a better product, then it makes for a better experience. And if it makes for a better experience, it makes for better nationally uh, recognition. And you bring more people in, you bring more kids in. You know, I, I saw that uniform yesterday. I'm like, man, that's fire. I like that. You know, I I, like I, I've changed my my tune. Uh, I'm, I'm not an old curmudgeon who says, oh, they got to wear and join. I, I like it. I like, the, I like the blackout unis. I love the atmospheres now at UT, you know. Heaven forbid somebody play non-traditional band music in the University of Tennessee in Neyland Stadium before Sterling Hinton finally got his way and got in there. So I, I think it's a great thing of how they've gone in, been able to kind of cater to the kids, change things up a little bit. They've got the money re revenue streams from these things now. So, man, I'm all for it because, you know what, it, it, just, it just makes it for a better experience for everybody. Yeah, and, and now that instead of Rocky Top, I think it's Wolf Mother, um, yeah. was the, which was the uh, the the song in the Hangover, like uh, the casino scene. Yeah. Um, they play that over and over and over. Go right ahead, man. Speaking of changing things up, um, Josh Heupel has changed things up a lot at Tennessee. Uh, we see him in you know this offense, which is dynamic, something that we haven't seen much. Um, and I know that college is trending that way. How do you feel about Josh Heupel's offense, especially coming from an offensive player like yourself? Yeah. I, you know, so I, I think, um, you know, it, it, everything goes in cycles and trends, right? A couple of years ago, it was all defense, right? Clemson's defense, Alabama's defense, right? And 
And so then, then it's like, okay, well, we got a way to, we got to find a way to beat that defense. So it's always, it's always kind of how do I one up, right? How do I one up this great defense? How do I one up what's going on? So the offensive trends have changed. I really like it, and, and this is one of the facts too. I think Tennessee's offensive line, you know, back in the days of traditional high formations, you know, tight end, tailback, pullback. They actually had pullbacks. They the offensive line made the quarterback look good. Now. If you look at Tennessee, the quarterback makes the offensive line look good. They make the, the receivers make the offensive line look good. And, and my point is, so Tennessee this year so far, they've given up 22 sacks for 109 yards. Okay, so me just kind of thinking mindlessly one day, I was like, okay, well, that's, that, that's not a lot of yardage on a sack. So that's less than five yards a sack. Okay, so what does that tell you? That tells you Tennessee gets the ball. Uh, Hendon Hooker's staying in the pocket. He's stepping up and throwing. And so when he does that, he, you know, use the old days, they take back, take the handoff. They're eight or nine yards deep and throwing the ball. Now it's five yards, hold in the pocket, throw the ball. Hendon Hooker makes this offensive line look good. The system makes the offensive line look good. So if I'm an offensive line, I don't have to sit there and, and hold my block against a great defensive end that's got great speed that he's running nine yards deep to a certain point. It's easier for me to protect. Now you got to be pretty stout in inside because that pocket can collapse. But Hooker's done a great job of making this offensive line look good, and and, and no knock on how good the offensive line is. But I think the system really helps that as well. And I love the way the offense is scoring points. It, it creates um, confusion and it creates a mismatch, and that's what football is all about. I, if I've got a mismatch at this point, I'm going to exploit that. If I don't have a mismatch at this point, I'm not going to try and run the ball over here. I'm going to go over here where they're weaker. And that's just, that's just you know, that's kind of how you play chess. I did, I'm did. i trying to remember the years exactly. Did you play with Kevin Mays? I did, yes. Ke- Kevin was a sophomore, I think, when I was a senior. Sophomore or freshman. He, would just, he had just gotten moved over from the uh, uh, defensive line because he was too slow. <laughs> like you exactly like you that's oh, what i know i know oh i never had a chance to play on the defensive line i was slow from day one <laughs> i was like yeah he's an offensive lineman he, he can't do anything athletically just get in front of somebody hold on to him don't let him see him hold on to it if you can poke him in the eye poke him in the eye poke him in the throat go ahead but don't but but you don't get any uh, grandeur or joy that you're going to be some kind of great athlete yeah, well, it's it's strong though that they moved you from guard to tackle, because I remember Philip Fulmer used to always say, uh, "Offensive guard is uh, the last stop to the bus stop." If you didn't if you didn't make it there, you were probably gone. And I hung on by a thread for a while. Yes. You no, know, you moved you moved up the chain left. Well, tackle. yeah, I mean, I, that, well, because I, I was the only guy coming back, I guess. So, like, well, I guess we can put Stole over there. We won't we won't get rid of him just yet. <laughs> Mike, I uh, certainly appreciate the time, and uh, it's it's an exciting time to be a Tennessee fan. There was a decade of doldrums that I'm sure that you and a lot of former Tennessee players had to suffer through. So <clears throat> I think of guys like you and guys that laid the foundation, and uh, to be back I think is, is pretty special and relevant, no matter what happens the rest of the year. So uh, enjoy this ride, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate the time. Uh, it's it's great to be on, Dave, and enjoy your show. Enjoy what you're doing. Um, 
it has been fun. And, and you know, mark my words, Joe Melvin's going to do well next year. He's going to do real well. So that, and, okay. and they've got people coming in, um, you know, Nico, he's got, he's got to get a little bit bigger. He's going to have to learn the system. And I think that's, what's great. They've got things set up. They've got people that show how to do the scheme, how to play the game. And they've got younger kids that are going to be able to see and watch and learn and grow. And so I think, I think Tennessee's definitely training up. They've got all the good things going. And you're right, it is fun. Because when people ask me, it's like, yeah, I played at Tennessee back when we were good. right? I always have to kind of say that back when we were, we were good. I won a couple conference titles. We, we went to four great bowl games. Um, but I think that's starting to change. And you can feel it and you can see it. And I, and I think they've got a good product that's uh, ready to roll now. Buddy, I appreciate it. Have a blessed day, and we really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Mike Stoll. Um, and the reason I ask you about Kevin Mays is Cooper Mays is just a clone. It's like a generation, just one generation removed from being the absolute same dude. So um, Mike's appearance brought to you in part by Nutrition World. Nutrition World is your home for the best supplements. I wouldn't take supplements from some of those acronym supplement stores that's why you need to go to, to nutritionw.com nutritionw.com know that what you're putting in your body is high quality and that it's been vetted and that it's the best thing you could possibly imagine as far as quality and when it comes to the nutrition world go to nutritionw.com one of the best e-commerce sites there is so you can order get it delivered, you're in and you're out. You probably know what you're taking, but if not, and you happen to be in the Chattanooga area, you can always stop in. They'll give you some great advice, and they've got products galore on there. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of some of their protein drinks and, and other. So go to nutritionw.com. That's to nutritionw.com. Amanda LaFrada, what do you think about a little today's tough question? Does that suit you just fine? <clears throat> I'm suited. I'm suited fine. Suited. What does your shirt, yeah. shirt say? Brewers. Brewers. Okay. Because yeah. it makes it difficult because it's in reverse. We figured out like the flip camera. So like this is my right hand, but what does it look like to you? Your left. <laughs> Poor Amanda. God love her. She had to explain that to me like 38 million times. Um, I still don't understand why it's like that. Today's tough question is now. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh, my God. All right, Amanda. My thinking is the college football playoff selection show last night is our jumping off point and i think it's pretty easy are you are you happy basically with being number five and that there was no movement i was 90 percent with you yesterday i didn't think they would have something crazy as far as some switch up in the college football playoff but there was part of me like the back of my head it's like a cynic that's saying oh they're gonna flip-flop michigan and ohio state or they're gonna do something funky with the four and five spot, but they didn't. And it was very boring and that's exactly what it should have been. So what about something along the lines of Tennessee fans? Are you happy with where you are in the college football playoff? 
Um, you're better at wording that than me. What do you think? Yeah, I'll just go word for word. I love it. Love it. But you, you're able to break it down. Very happy, kind of happy, sort of happy, should be higher or something like that. That's that's your wheelhouse. Okay. I get all confused on, on the poll question. Uh, today's tough question is uh, brought to you by the one, the only Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies in North Knoxville. Family friendly, great place to hang out. You'll absolutely love Big Orange Phillies. Great food. And right there on Maynardville Pike, so it's convenient to Maynardville and all of North Knoxville. Ron Slay will join us next, and he is awesome. Stay tuned. Back in two minutes with former Tennessee basketball superstar Ron Slay on Off Dogs Books. ...has risen to the highest level in over 40 years, according to the April 2022 U.S. Inflation Calculator. Will your investments provide you the income you need in retirement? Are you losing purchasing power of your savings due to inflation? Simply stated, if the cost of goods and services are 8% higher and you're only earning 4% in your investments, that money buys you less of what you need. Right now is the time to act. Call Guardian Investment Advisors today. Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli South subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food, and we'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill. Got cataracts? We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Doctors Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at CCTIs.com. On OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off The Hook Podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off The Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Good morning to you and yours, and uh, welcome back. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. We'll be joined by Ron Slay, former ball, here momentarily. And we'll get his thoughts on Tennessee's basketball team as we'll start to shift a little that direction, but a lot of football, too. Is For those that don't know, Ron uh, played high school football uh, and is incredibly knowledgeable. So we'll, 
also find out what nickname he has for South Carolina. He had Kentucky for Kentucky. He had another one as well. I think there are a lot of things that you can do with the Gamecocks. And I'm slightly concerned. You can do anything pretty much with Gamecocks except for make them win. Is that wrong? No, no. I think you're. I think you're pretty much right. And boy, did you see the South Carolina defensive back that says, "I prefer to play receivers over the top." Yeah, I saw that. That was a terrible idea. Jalen Hyatt's going to make him just rue the day. Yeah, it's going to be a bad, bad time for him. I would. I would not have said that if. If I were him, I don't think that was the the wisest thing to say. Uh, Pedigo Chattanooga, a locally owned and family owned store that's in Chattanooga. Great place to purchase your e-bike, which is awesome to keep up with the little ones, whether we're talking about your kids or grandkids. Uh, it's pedal assist. And it if you haven't ridden one, they're a whole lot of fun. I have had an opportunity to ride one uh, in San Diego and here and just they'll, they'll blow you away. That's uh, Pedigo Chattanooga. And they have the service department that you won't find anywhere if you go with one of those e-commerce e-bikes. So don't buy those. Go to Pedigo of Chattanooga. It's worth the drive if you're in Knoxville or Nashville. And we're huge in Nashville, but not as huge as this guy. Ron Slay, former fall, joins us now. Ron, how are you, sir? Doing good this morning, man. How you guys doing? I'm doing well. Okay, so we're trying to figure out um, the new way to say hip. I've had a week to think about it. And um, so I don't want to say the new helmets are hip, but um, what are they? Because are they tight, turnt? Oh, God. What are they? Oh, because they no. looked, they looked, I think they look awesome. And I'm yeah. super traditionalist. I said never mess with the helmets, but no, I, I love they them. They're sick. fire. Sick. Yeah, fire. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a different type of what 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 do you say? Swag is 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 not lit. You don't really want to go with lit with the helmet. Um, I don't know the difference in any of these. <laughs> you you started out with tight, so yeah. <laughs> tight was tight was in my that was that was that's when I was in school. Oh. Okay, well, I'm just a little, just a little <laughs> bit older than you. Um, so, Ron, do you do you like the orange helmets? If you're love them. Okay, if you're if you're uh, Bob Jones, the prospect out of Phoenix, Arizona, and you see those, are you like, whoa? Yeah, I am. I'm like, man, sign me up. That's what I'm talking about. You need that pop. You need that drip. We were talking uh, on our show yesterday. We were talking with uh, Terrence Mitchell. The cornerback for the Tennessee Titans, and I was asking them about their 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 um secondary room, you know, and, and who who's got the who got the most sauce with them, you know. They they all got a, a different type of drip, you know. what I mean, fashionistas when it comes to dressing and everything, and that's what he was like. He was like, man, that's when you see guys run out there with a the different type of cleats, different color cleats, and you know, little accents on the wristbands and arm sleeves and things of that nature, it catches the eye. Cause that's before you see the performance and the production out there. First thing you see is the presence, what they got, what they got going on. So you got to give it up to them, man. That, that orange, that orange helmet is, whew, 
That's nasty, man. I'm and if you would if you would have said it without me seeing it, I would have thought that's not gonna work. Yeah, because you don't know, like, what orange helmet? Like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on here? You know, but, man, they put it out there with the white stormtroopers. Like, that's that's it. That's it. I just can't wait to see how the players act in it. That's what I want to see. Because you're going all white. Do they come with, like, the, the orange arm sleeves? You know what I'm saying? Do does somebody throw the little orange cleats on with it to make it? It's, it's going to be interesting. Cause I like what they did with the black, cause Hooker yeah. had the orange sleeves on his legs. Um, you know the warm. It's like it. You gotta have something to it. You gotta have something to it right there, Hook. So you, you know what I mean. And Get I was like, sick with it. I I liked what they did with the baby blue too. That was cool. Because you know it, it was for a great cause. Yeah. And it's it's definitely not one of their school colors, but it is a Lady Ball school color. It's it's neat to see how the lady balls and the men's side that was torn apart by former athletic director, Dave Hart have come back together because I'll tell you this story. I'm sure you remember. Do you remember Terry fair defensive back? T fair. Yeah. Number 23, baby. Yeah, no doubt. Do you know why he came to Tennessee? No, he saw the lady balls in the final four one year and said, what's this Tennessee all about? He was from Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Yeah. And, (laughs) I mean, and so at that point, the connection was made and Arizona told him that, hey, you don't want to go to Tennessee. They've got too many good players. You won't play. And he goes, his mom said, you need to get out of my house. (laughs) My son can play with anybody. (laughs) And um, and that's that. But that's how the initial connection was made. So that was um, the selling point. They got too many good players. (laughs) (laughs) That that didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Ron. Do you have a nickname for South Carolina? Because you had Kentucky. So do we do we have a nickname at this point? Or are you still? I, working? I actually don't. You know. Um, okay. You know. I, I'm 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 cool with the Gamecocks right now. Um, they they they. I think they've talked themselves into a a troubling corner. You know, if you will. You know, you got players still out here talking about we just need to have our cleats on the ground. Um, we need to have our cleats in the dirt before the ball is snapped. Um, and then this is the thing. I think they thought hyper was going to be a flash in the pan with this offense and it wasn't going to get better. So what's in the off season, the thing to do was to take shots at the, 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 Offense that's not going to be able to reproduce and do the same thing they did last year. Can't get better than last year. And here they are now averaging 50 points, you know, um, not, not 50, but somewhere around 50, you know, so you got Beamer taking shots early on with the Georgia state win. I think, you know, these receipts have been kept and if it comes down to it and, you know, Joe Milton throws 175 yard pass to squirrel on the one yard line with, I don't care if it's 10 seconds left. Run it in. Matter of fact, quarterback sneak it in and go on going in there. Like, man, hey man, punish these people that were doing all this talking, man. The receipts have been killed. So we'll figure it out. You know what? The Gamecocks gonna they're gonna have a they're gonna have their own little nickname soon. They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna figure it out for us. Brittany has one on the message boards uh that I like. It's game hens. The game, <laughs> the game hens. Okay. I think there's <laughs> something to that. I'll let you decide because 
I'm not hip. Um, uh, Ron's appearance brought to you by Zach England. Uh, Best and Brock, Zach England is a personal injury attorney that will take care of you against those big, huge monster lawyers with big, huge monster insurance companies. And Zach England is a personal injury attorney that is phenomenal. Zach's got your back. Uh, be sure and hit that like button, the thumbs up button, subscribe and share so we can be a part of your day each day and then on the weekend as well. So, Ron, I want to get some basketball, but I imagine Amanda has some thoughts on the college football playoff or some more football talk. Amanda, shoot. What do you think the outcome of this game is going to be? Tennessee, South Carolina. I mean, I know that's just a kind of a loaded question, but what do you see the biggest who makes the biggest impact and how do they do it? Um, I think once again, you go back to the offensive line. I'm going to go with the offensive line, being able to push people around, give Hendon time to um, unload passes and and move the team down the field with some explosive plays. I think you, you still want to have the style points involved. So I love, love what Brew was able to do last week. I've been waiting on them to incorporate him more with passes over the middle, um, some post passes, like things more of – than just a two-yard stop and then him creating passes uh, yards after the catch. Um, that's Brew is a guy I really want to see involved in offense. You know what you're going to get with Hyatt. Hopefully um, they put Tillman back out there and he's feeling healthy um, and you get him back going because you're going to need him in this stretch run in college football playoff. Um, so those are the guys. Those, those are the guys. Continue using Fant, but the offensive line, offensive line for me. After what happened against Georgia, that's the motto for me throughout the rest of the season. Um, you, you, you look at that tape, and regardless of what they want to say, however you want to say it, however it was played, you got punked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I, don't, I don't care who who it is, Jalen Carter punked them people up front, man. Um, and it really on both sides of the ball. Byron Young and them couldn't get to the quarterback. Stetson Bennett was getting it out quick enough. So both sides of the ball, but specifically – the offensive line, man, Spragans, Mays, all those guys up front. Man, that interior part, that center guard triangle right there, they got to be able to come with it, you know, and dominate the rest of this the rest of this, uh, this season and going into the playoffs. That's that's big time for me. I'm going to be watching that very, very closely because that's what it's predicated on. You give Hooker time, he's going to do what he does. You know, it's a, we're not going to see him overthrowing – um, Brew overthrowing Hyatt, overthrowing Fant, throwing guys that where he can make it a strike. So give him time, give him time. So it's all on the offensive line to me. Yep, uh, I think that they've got something to prove for the rest of the season. That was supposed to be a team weakness. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, mm-hmm. now they're up there, one of the eight semifinalists for the Joe Moore Award. I would be lying to you if I said that I I knew what the Joe Moore Award was before this year. But it goes to the top offensive line in the country. So I've learned that, um, Ron. But, I mean, they've gone from questionable to competent to a team yeah. strength, which has been impressive. Yeah, yeah you got to tip your hat off to them. You know, and that was the thing coming into the season. You didn't know exactly. You knew what you were going to get from Hooker, but you didn't know how they were going to hold up. You knew what Mays was going to bring back to you. You are moving Carvin and those guys around. You bring a Mincy in. Who's going to play that spot? So – the way those guys jailed and, you know, were kind of an afterthought, like, ah, we don't know what you're going to get. And then all of a sudden became 
a part of intricate part of the team and you're like man we need them and then you start seeing them run the ball you start seeing them be nasty you know pushing guys around you know and then looking at the sideline tell them no let's run it again let's run it again like that's what you want to see you look back at the old teams and that's one of the things that jumps off when you think about championship teams you look at teams like big um um uh big fred weary and cozy coleman and all those guys like man there was some big boy lineman man like you had you had the jamal lewis's and the travis henry's and you know peerless price and all but that offensive line man when they walked in the room he was like oh <laughs> oh they serious i understand why this defense is so good because man they go against them every day and i understand why this old line is so good they go against this defense every day so it this is that's what you had and i think you saw that you saw that um forming in this team this throughout this year Amanda, you want to jump in there? Um, sure. Jump on in here, Amanda. Jump on, Amanda. <laughs> don't sit, don't. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So you said Brew McCoy is somebody you mm-hmm. you want to see more out of. Is there another player that you think that UT hasn't or Tennessee hasn't utilized that maybe you want to see more from? Yeah, squirrel. Um. Uh, squirrel white like we came into the season that's all we were hearing in the offseason like where did you see this guy the speed is going to be a different dynamic um you sending this guy in motion it's going to make the defense be attentive like where's he going and make them shift a little bit and then you got the rpo off of that it's like whoa you got hendon hooker with a good running back with squirrel going in motion the linebackers gotta be froze so i would love to see a little bit more that I, th- I think we saw some of it early in the season um during when games got a little bit out of hand and he was put in, you saw it last week, him be able to use his speed to get behind the defense. I would love to see it more, even if it was just for a decoy. You know, um, you send it a guy like that. And, of course, Hooker doesn't have the arm that Milton does, but I don't even think that was a real play for Squirrel. It was just like no way he's going to throw this ball 70 yards, but you send the guy on a goal and the, and the safety is like, uh, now nah, he's not throwing it to him. And then you look up and the ball's in there. It's like, whoa. So just if you were going to use him to just take somebody out to spread the field, you know, space the field, get the secondary drop back, I would love to see him on some jet sweeps. Um, I'm sure Hypo, man, with the mind that he has, has so many different packages for him. I'm just wondering why we haven't seen it as much, you know, when he was raved so much about you know, um, in the offseason. That's one of the guys I was really looking forward to. And granted, he's young, you know, plus you got so many weapons. Like, you would be taking the ball away from a guy like Tillman, Brew, Hyatt, by getting him the ball. But still, that's one of the guys that I, I think is, when you talk about a difference maker, at some point, speed kills. I mean, it is what it is. You can't coach it, can't plan for it. And that's what this is. This this offense is, is, is um tailored on, this speed. So, I would love to see him get a little bit more active in there. I think the exciting thing for Squirrel Ron is maybe not this season or maybe going into the college football playoff and or bowl game is that he's going to have more and more time learning that slot position. Because if you look back, Vellis Jones had basically one off season to learn it and had a great year. And now you've had Jalen Hyatt who admitted that going into last season, he didn't have Mm -hmm. the right mental mindset. So now he's had one year basically under his belt to learn it. Yep. You're going to have Squirrel White, who's a freshman this year, have two years 
to mm-hmm. really learn and develop at that slot position. I think he's going to be a scary player. I don't know if it's this year or not, but I think he's right. going to be very good. Yeah, I, I believe I'm, I agree with you, and I think that's one of the things with this offense. You see guys get wide open, and you're like, "Golly, that was easy." So you think that this offense may not be as advanced or complicated as it is, but like you said, when you listen to guys like Hyatt and them talk, all they talk about is, man, it. We also get to read and react out there at the position, you know. So you can react to the defender. Um, whether it's breaking off the route and hip hooker knows that as well. So it's so many different nuances and different spaces that you're in that, you know, I, I mean, it, it's gotta be difficult to learn. I mean, it's, it's, it's not last year where you looked like it was one read, two reads and then go. Now you got hooker scanning the field, taking his time. So, you know, there's gotta be a lot of things. And then you also play off of each other. You know, the reason Jalen is running free like that is because, Brew is a decoy cutting across, and you know, it's all kind of little things. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. This is it's gonna be a lot to learn, and when he does, he's gonna be dynamic. Kind of like I, I, I would remind me of like a Kadarius Tony. That's what I would expect him to be like. Be, I would expect him to be like that. I hadn't thought of that comparison. All right, you're welcome, Dave. Thank you. Uh, by the way, just for the record, we also have um, before Amanda jumps in there. By the way, you're 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 blowing up because we can always tell because the dating sites are posting all over our. Hey, hey, hey so in Nashville, baby, we brought the yeah. bachelorettes with us. You can bachelors and the bachelorettes. <laughs> Ron Slay on one hundred four point five, the Zone, every afternoon with uh, Brent Doherty. They do a uh, fantastic job. Okay, so we got a cut. Uh, hoop socks, yard birds. I'm not going to read that one. Game hens, yard chickens, lame cocks. You just uh, <laughs> you can ruminate on those and let us know, Ron, when one sticks, man. <laughs> oh, I have one, but I'm not going to say it. It's slightly inappropriate. Um, I don't know what could be Amanda though. I don't know what could be more inappropriate though. If you ever go to a South Carolina game, they got the sign. I feel weird saying it, but it's go cocks all over the place. so. That's the difficult part for me. It's like, <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? Call them flaccid chickens. I don't know. Hey. But continuing on, <laughs> flaccid chickens. That's what I'm going to go with. Pretty so, good. continuing on, <laughs> let's switch to basketball a little bit. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> Give me your just, I know you have a lot of opinion on this team so mm-hmm. far. And they haven't, some people are disappointed with how they've started. Yada, yada, yada. Give me yeah. your just general view of what's going on with Tennessee basketball right now. Well, first of all, before we can get into that, um, the people that are disappointed, man, just pump your brakes and relax a little bit. This, you're going to see this throughout the non-conference schedule. Um, one, because of the transfer portal, um, the the playing field is even. And you got to imagine these guys that are coming in here, that are coming to these universities, can really play. You know, a lot of them just getting opportunities um, now being on the big stage to play against teams like Tennessee Power Five Conference teams. So you're going to see a lot of that. You see it in Florida with FAU. You saw Grambling go and beat Colorado at Colorado. So, I mean, it's like you're going to see that throughout. You know, South Carolina State took South Carolina to the wire. If they didn't have Gigi Jackson, who was a hell of a player, it would have came out ugly. You know, so just 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 relax. Just relax. Things will start to even out once we get to conference. But – um, as far as the Tennessee team goes, um, I, I'm still um, I'm still loving the team. Um, I think 
they they're figuring things out as far as tinkering with lineups where rotations go together it's difficult when you got a team um that's led by a guy and Josiah Jordan James who was coming back off of injury how do you work him back in and then when you work him back in what do you do with the minutes that you've been given to Julian Phillips you know what I'm saying so Tyreek Key is another guy who when you come into a situation and um you're a new guy coming being dropped into a situation where a team is a championship pedigree team coming off a championship you don't really want to thrust yourself into a role of stepping on toes or I'm that guy you kind of want to kind of wanted to happen organically and in a sense it has um and I think he has to do a better job of accepting who he is you're a scorer you've been brought here to score if you don't shoot you're hurting us so you don't need to turn down any shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Santi had the same problem when he first got here. You know, he was in the backcourt with Lamonte and those guys, and he was like, man, it was. he still had a flamethrower then, but he wouldn't shoot as much because it was like, ah, this is their team. Let me let me just work my way in here, you know, and, you know, you saw that change. Now you, <laughs> you blink your eye, he's letting it go, you know, so – just got to get comfortable with each other. And this comes from, from playing, you know, it's, it's nothing like being on that stage. I think this Colorado game that they had, um, they just missed shots to me. Like a lot of the shots that they, they, they were shooting were open shots. They just missed. Like you shot 25%. You can't beat me right now. And I'm out of shape. I, you cannot beat me if you get out there and play like that. So I look at it, what they gave up, they scored, uh, gave up 78 points to a team like Colorado you're supposed to hold them to 60. You hang your hat on defense. That's what your calling card is. Regardless of how many people you bring back, what, how many all-SEC guys you got, you play defense. You go out there and play defense, you win a game when you shoot 25% because you hold them to 60, and you score 66, you're going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's the biggest thing to me. I don't think it's anything to get up in arms about. Um, I know I heard of some things that uh, Coach Barnes was saying. Zakai ain't starting no more and stuff like that. And guess what? That may be good because I think he's he's relished in the role of being a spark. And what people don't understand is when you come in and you start to be a starter, you have a different responsibility of not only being able to spark it, find what we're missing, and you add it, but setting the tone for it and also the responsibility of getting you in charge. You, you ain't going. Get you going. Get you going. So you got to get all of them going while getting yourself going and continuing to understand tempo and pace and all of these things. So it's all things that's going to come, man. It's, I, I'm, I'm proud of this bench. I do love this bench. I like a dude coming off the bench. I like Mayshack coming off the bench. You can tell he's worked on his shot. Um, Tyreek Key coming off the bench. Josiah is really ready to get back into his role. I think he, he the way he's been scoring, um, he picked up right where he left off last year, coming out of conference playing and, and in the tournament. So, they're in good hands, man. No, no, nobody panic. I would. This is what I would like to see. And I think it's hard in the non-conference because there's so many guard-heavy teams. I would love to see Olivier. Like that's that's who I'm really, really watching this year, especially after the injury. He's supposed to have a fire burning in his belly to get back out there. He's been left off all SEC teams. Like that would do it for me. He we went and played really good with his national team this summer, so he has the experience. He played against pros. This ought to be not a, a cakewalk, but he at least in the park walking, you know. So um, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he picks it back up. So, Did you ever get called out by a coach publicly? Because 
Um, man, Rick Barnes, and I know part of this is, <clears throat> you know, you're early in the season. It's a way to motivate guys. But this was his quote about Zakai Ziegler. It's a quote, he was totally out of control to the point where I've already told him you're not starting because him starting the game hasn't worked very well in terms of the way we want to get started. You mentioned the starting point, but being totally out of control. Have you ever been called out to that point, Ron? Um, I can't remember um, because one thing I, I don't remember. That. I think I, I got may have got called out because of talking, and I thought the coach the coach thought I was being distracted from my game by talking. So um, I responded with being quiet for two games, and my performance wasn't the same. So he told me to go back to talking. But um, <clears throat> outside of that, that Jerry, no, Buzz did that. Oh, okay. Buzz did, yeah, Buzz did that early in the year. Uh, my uh, my my junior year, <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't go well. So um, I went back to talking, and things got back to normal. But uh, was the guy? This is my thing. You saw this with Barnes, and the reason Barnes is able to do this is because of the relationships that he has with these young men off the court. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna respond well if a coach is calling you out, and you know it's some him just trying to um, get a headline or just talk talk trash. Whatever he's saying in the media, you best believe he's said in that locker room already, and and it's yeah. understood, and everybody's taking it and like. Oh man, come on! And they take it with a grain, the grain of salt. You know, they he understands that like he, he's not getting it done, so he'll respond the correct way. And you saw it last year with Forky, um, and Forky came out and responded. It wasn't consistent responses, but he came out and responded after that. So um, these guys understand. Joe Sal's been called out plenty of times. Asante's been called out. Um, like this is what Coach Barnes does, and and it's all because of the relationship he has with these guys off the court. You're able to do that in the locker room and able to do that on the court. And they know it's coming from a good place. You know, you're going to be coached hard, but you're going to be coached with love. You're going to be coached and expected to all get to the same, to the same level and stay at this level. We're not going to have any drop-offs. The drop-offs won't be, that's, that's, that's not accepted at all on that level. So I think, I think it's good. I think it's good for him. Olivier, let Olivier play like this again. He'll be called out. You know, so and I think another thing too, Euros, Euros fouling out. I mean, not fouling out, hurting his ankle in that game kind of hurt too. Hurt as far as rotation goes. Um, Colorado had a big fella down there that was kind of banging around, and it was like we didn't match his intensity. So the physicality that the Euros brought was um was missed in that game. Despite all the practice time you spend leading up to the season and the off season. At the end of the day, how much do you have to get in the season to really get to know one another in terms of chemistry, in terms of rotation? When it comes to basketball, you have that time early in the season. It's not like football. You can even lose a game, but in some ways benefit from it. Yeah. So how much of that has to happen or how much of that does happen during the season? A lot of it. A lot of it. Um, What you expect to come in – you expect to come in and understand the chemistry is set from the preseason. But as far as getting to know guys, what their tendencies are, you can simulate it and practice a little bit, but it ain't the same until you get your adrenaline going and the lights get out there, the popcorn popping. I know, man, that man, he really don't like to come off the screen this way. But if I dribble to him and hand it off to him and then shield my guy, 
he plays a little better or he gets downhill differently. You start to learn the nuances from guys. Um, and that only comes with playing experience. That's why you always say, man, going into conference, these non-conference games is when we're going to figure each other out, who we really are, who we want to be. And then by the time we get to conference, we have an identity. You know, the teams that are really successful earlier are teams that come back like this team, but without the injury. Like if we were able to get those five out there and you were able to incorporate Julian Phillips, not in the starting lineup, Tariq Key, not in the starting lineup, but you had Josiah, Santi, Zakai, handling the pressure, Olivier, and Euros down low. If that was your starting five, you would expect you to get off to a good start early and kind of keep it rolling. But when you got to insert guys like Phillips in, you got to, he ain't, he ain't no play with these guys on this level, you know? So, and then you got Key coming off the bench, the first guy off the bench before Josiah was. It's a different chemistry that has to be formed with those guys as far as knowing what guys like to do, when they like to do it, who's always getting back on defense when the shot's taken, who's going to pressure the ball. If I'm a big man, the ball's taken out, do I like to gamble real quick and try to get a steal? Like, it's all these little things that you learn from each other. So, it'll come along. You usually learn about the first eight to ten games, then it starts to fall in, pay, and fall in place. Ron Slay, 104.5, the zone in – Nashville, and I'm going to let you out of here, Ron. Uh, just give me one thing you want to see tonight, Florida Gulf Coast. If, if there's one thing as this team escalates and improves, mm-hmm. one thing you'd like to see tonight. I love to see us get on the offensive boards more. Um, get on the offensive boards. Like, you got guys that are athletic that can really get up and down. Um, we And we always supposed to bring a physical approach. And um, if guys understand who they are, we want to take the long the long three. We'll take open threes, which give long rebounds. Um, so if you can get in there and sneak some like Josiah um Phillips, who should be a really good rebounder, Olivier should be really on really on the boards and knowing to go back and score, get some easy baskets like that, that'll um that'll bring the defense in for not boxing down. That's when you get the open three. It's kind of the Bruce Pearl logic to it. You know, the best time to get a three, especially when you got good shooters, is on the offensive rebound. So Got good shooters out there. Get the offensive rebound, kick it out. Um, I love to see also just be able to pressure guys a little bit more. Um, let us hear about that physicality that we were hearing about against Gonzaga and Michigan State. And, you know, like show us that, you know, even though you're playing a lesser opponent, you supposedly air quotations. Um, but you know, go out there and, and show who you are. Show who you are. You 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 Tennessee be that every every night in and night out you can deal with missing shots i'm not worried about the missing shots against colorado if they would do it again tonight that's fine but go out there and hold this team to 60 points if you do that night in and night out you got a great opportunity and a great chance to win it so that's what i want to see tonight ron great stuff as always buddy certainly appreciate it 104.5 the zone you're on the time change throws me off you're on three to six eastern three to three to six central three to six central Yep. It's it's weird. The one hour one always throws me off. I'm on the <laughs> West Coast and I can do the math in my head, no problem. Yeah. But it's the one hour one that throws me off. So yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Look, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Hey man, balls by 40. No, nah, I ain't gonna give them. I ain't gonna give them 40. 30 because it's on the road. 30 against oh, yeah. the Cox. Oh, I think they'll win by 30 easily. Yeah. I, I actually sure. picked the scores. Uh, I, uh, I think I picked uh, 62 to 24 last Another week. 60 point game. Yeah, I just I get the vibe from, and I know that you listen to every single minute of the things that are on our YouTube page. I know that I you do. do. Um, but I, I just get the I just get the feeling from Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays that this team 
you know, we do we do weekly podcasts with them every Sunday. I, mm. I just get the, the feeling they're really driven and really PO'd about what happened in Athens. Mm-hmm. And I, I like think, it. I think that emotional part of it offsets anything the Gamecocks can do. So, Amanda, how bad do you think they beat them? I think they beat them pretty bad. I mean, I think it's going to be probably well, – I can't do a score prediction because I have to wait till Friday. But I think they'll beat them by 40. Ooh, yeah, let's see. Yeah. I like that. That's the thing. That's the thought process I like. Then I can't wait to get to Vandy. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The national guy got some thoughts on Vandy. Ooh, I can't it's their wait. senior day. It's their senior day. Ooh, I, think, yeah. I think Tennessee uh, actually should checker Vandy. No. Uh, yeah, Vanderbilt Stadium. I think that's going to happen, actually. Not for their senior day. Amanda, this, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is the Rough. most disrespectful thing you can do in life of sports. I know. If you, you don't want to be that the, team. No. Like you don't be that team. Golly, man. I, I listen, I, I've been I've been petitioning Vandy. Go buy all your tickets, please. Vanderbilt, whatever you got to go buy all the tickets. And just don't let nobody come. Don't sell them nobody, just buy them all. And just, hey, do not let Tennessee fans come in now. And check of that stadium. If it is, I'm going. I'm going bananas. I'm going bananas. They'll never hit the end of this. I think it's going to happen. I, hook. I hope. <laughs> I was just. I will tell you this. I was there in Nashville, and they're doing some renovations on on the stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just hope that you've never been to the press box. There's a large pole. That is right in front of the elevator that you have to duck under yeah. to get to the press box and was there for a decade. I hope they get that fixed. I hope that's part of the renovations. That place hey, is man, If they check at that place, they got bulldozers sitting right there in the end zone. Somebody should get in the in the in the bulldozer and just run smooth into the stadium and just start tearing it down during the game. Like everybody should have to come sit in lawn chairs to watch the game if they check at that stadium. Neilan West. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. I appreciate man. it. All right, man. Ron Slay, brought to you by Zach England of Best and Brock. Zach's got your back. Zach England. Well, at least it's senior day. They would have an opportunity to play in front of a crowd. They're not used to playing in front of a crowd. If you checker it, trying to find a positive in this from a sportsmanship standpoint, is there one? No, there's no positive in, in doing that. Not on senior day. I could understand if it was just any other day or whatever. But honestly, checkerboarding Milan is easier than not doing it. If we're honest, it's easier than not doing it. If you're a Tennessee fan, because you're going to have all the tickets. Everybody knows that Vanderbilt doesn't have any, don't have any fans. Very, very few fans. So if you checkerboard Milan, it's just... These guys are seniors. They've Check gone through. Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt. Sorry. These guys are seniors. They've gone through a lot. A lot. Just let them have it. Just let them have it. It's Vanderbilt. It's not Alabama. It's not Florida. It's it's Vandy. Just let them have it. Well, I'm just going to say it's going to be all orange anyway, right? And that's fine. But checkerboarding it, it's a little much. I like it. Uh, I'm I'm for it. I'm backing it, but I'm in the minority. That's sure you are. Not not unusual. 
not unusual at all. What uh, is usual is making the wrong decision when it comes to your realtor, and it can cost you thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. That's why you need to go to andymasonrealestate.com, andymasonrealestate.com, serves all of the Knoxville area, and he's absolutely phenomenal. He has uh, two business tenants that he works by, and that is the best service, that is the best prices. That's andymasonrealestate.com. It is that simple. So again, andymasonrealestate.com. We only endorse those that we do business with, and I have on several occasions with Andy, or those that we would do business with if we needed their services. So he is that phenomenal. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. This day in Tennessee sports history is hot, hip, turnt, fire. It's all that. More in two minutes. First, I do want to remind you that my eyes are seen very clear without contacts and without glasses. Thanks to, you, thanks to Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han on Wisegarber. They're local, unlike some other eye doctors you will see. Local vision care. That's important. Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. Back in exactly two minutes as we give you this day in Tennessee sports history. It's turned. Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassey's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct Service Station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been. But it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. All righty, here we go. It is this day in sports history, and today it's brought to you by Zul Beer Company, xulbeer.com. It's tasty, worldwide award-winning craft beer, zulbeer.com. This day in sports history, putting things in perspective, exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. New kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. Man, I tried to be hip 
and it just didn't work on the message board blowing me up. It said, Dave, break some cool beans, sayings. Brittany said, can we please ban turnt from Dave's vocabulary? Yes. Yes, we can, Brittany. Yes, we can. What about lit? What can I no. use? What can you Just stop. Okay, what would you des- how would you describe the orange helmets? Because I think they look cool. You can always go to cool. You can always fall back on cool, right? Well, you just answered your own question. You asked me a question and then answered it. Did I do that? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, you did. You asked me a question and then you answered it. I think I did it again. Did I? Yes, I did. You do it a lot. Um. So... What should I use? Just cool? You, Dave, only you know the answer to that. No, I'm asking you. You're hip and younger than me. I'm not hip and younger. I am old. And I do not try to keep up with the kids or the times. I just use, I'm like, oh, I like those. I like those jerseys. I think they look cool. Or I think they're awesome. Or I think they're. Sweet? Yeah. How about sweet? Sweet. Yeah, I think those, okay. I think those helmets are sweet. And I'm usually. A traditionalist, so I usually don't go down that path. But man, I think they're sweet. How about that? That's much better than turned. Okay. Or lit. I gotta be honest with you. I don't know what turn of lit means. Yeah, Grant, bringing you back. November the sixteenth, nineteen ninety-six. This day in Tennessee sports history, number twelve balls defeat Arkansas fifty-five to fourteen. In Neyland Stadium, the score was tied 14 at halftime. Arkansas was held scoreless in the second half, and Tennessee scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. There's a guy that you may remember, his name uh, starts with the P, Peyton, I think it was. Peyton Manning completed 23 of 24 passes for 227 yards and two touchdowns in the third quarter. Dwayne Goodrich had a pick six in the fourth quarter. So just a pretty good second half when you go from 14 to 14 to 55 to 14. That was uh, pretty incredible. So this day in sports history brought to you by our friends at Zool Beer Company, xulbeer.com. If you're on our audio platform, worldwide award-winning craft beer, and they've got parking downtown, which you just don't have at most places. So uh, we really haven't had a chance to get your thoughts uh, much on the college football playoff selection show and the rankings. And uh, it was delayed because of a double overtime game at at Kentucky beforehand in that State Farm Classic. So uh, Caleb Gyro, as I've learned to pronounce his name, Caleb Gyro and I had the post game, so I got his take, but I haven't really gotten yours. Um, your thoughts, just in general, Amanda, on the rankings and where the balls stand and the lack of movement, I guess would be the best way to say, among the, the top five. Uh, it's predictable. Um, this this typically happens every every year with this playoff committee. The first one that comes out is, is a big, woo, you know, people don't expect it because it goes, it goes against what the AP has. Most of the time, it's never going to be the same. But as we continue on, it, it's just predictable. Like no one fell, no one lost, um, or except for Oregon. And, and you saw they dropped out. But no one, 
if no one loses, they don't change it for the most part, unless somebody just blows out an opponent that they shouldn't blow out and another one squeaks by an opponent that they shouldn't squeak by. That's the only time it changes. So they're going to, they're going to keep with this until Ohio state and Michigan play and someone's going to get booted out through that game. What is the worst thing that can happen that is out of Tennessee's control? I'm going to give you three options. Close game, Michigan-Ohio State. TCU wins out. Georgia loses. Um, that's rough. Actually, I think it's going to be close game, Michigan-Ohio State. Like, it's going to have to go into overtimes. Because even if Georgia loses to LSU, Tennessee's already beat LSU by a lot. They've beaten LSU by a lot. LSU has two losses. They also have some really ugly wins. Really close. Like, the Arkansas game I mentioned last week, which I don't think Georgia's going to lose to LSU. I don't think anyone really thinks that. Um, But LSU looks... They're not very, they're still not very good. I don't care what they've done against Alabama. I don't care, you know, whatever. LSU is not very good. They're just not. I mean, they barely squeaked by Arkansas without KJ Jefferson. And that's saying a lot. So I don't think that's even an issue. The biggest problem, I believe, is going to be if Michigan and Ohio State both went out, they meet each other, and it goes into overtime. That's going to be the biggest issue because you're going to have Georgia who, you know, beat Tennessee by two scores. And you're going to have a Michigan team that hasn't lost and an Ohio State team that hasn't lost that barely, one barely loses to the other. And I think it's going to be hard to make the argument that you keep Michigan or Ohio State out if TCU wins. I agree. So I, th- I think that's, we boil it down to those are the two things, quite simply. You don't want the Michigan-Ohio State game to be close, and you don't want TCU to win out. I think if either of those, because let's be real here. I mean, we could talk about it. We could, we could talk. We could say that Georgia loses their next three games, but they're not going to. But no. in, in the world of realism, I think those are the only two things that you really need to be concerned with. I don't think Georgia's going to lose, and I think that um, – TCU can win out and Baylor and then they have the big 12 championship game. And then I believe it's Iowa state is their last game regular season. And then you have um, Michigan, Ohio state that are both very good teams. So that could be close. So at the end of the day, Amanda, I think that the three of the top four teams in the nation uh, could well be in the sec. I definitely think two are. But if you have the Michigan-Ohio State argument and they both get in and you have TCU win out, then suddenly Tennessee is that team that's, that's left out. Uh, Amanda, the other thing that we discussed with uh, Caleb Jaro last night, and that is, does the committee look at the end of the season? Do they weigh that heavier than the beginning of the season? Because in college basketball, that selection committee does, they say openly, they weigh the last 10 games, how you're playing going in to the tournament. So that would seemingly open the door for LSU. Again, we're back in, we're back in dreamland, so to speak, but that would open the door 
for LSU because they played good at the end of the season. But have they uh, – do they have the body of work? I don't think so. No, and it's not like they, they've they gotten progressively better. They really haven't. They haven't gotten progressively better. I mean, we saw it again with Arkansas and K.J. Jefferson missing. They barely won that game. I mean, barely won it. So I don't think LSU is making these gigantic strides that people are giving them credit for. I think that they just caught, you know, people are giving more credit to Alabama than, than Alabama deserves. And they just caught Alabama, you know, a, a, a not as great of an Alabama team as usual. So, and they barely won that too. So, it, it, I mean, it's it took a really, yeah, it took a gutsy play call too. I mean, if that goes to overtime, I'm taking Bryce Young. Yeah. And it also took a very um, poorly schemed defense play by Alabama the entire game. So, it took a very bad, uh, a defensive performance by Alabama for them to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, um, yeah, I, I, I believe that, yeah, I'm not knocking TCU at all. And I think it's a good story for college football, but I believe when you look at the, the top grouping, I think that the top five teams, well, let me say the top four teams, or in my opinion, just based off the eye test, which gets me in trouble, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Georgia, in no particular order. But if you, man, if you judge it like that, then you just have two conferences represented, and I don't think there's any way they would do that. And Tennessee, even if tennis, even if TCU just won their last three games by a point, Tennessee is not going to jump TCU, I don't think. Do you? Th- I mean, doesn't TCU have to lose in order for Tennessee to jump them? Yeah, I think the I think the college football playoff committee has made that clear. Um, after originally ranking TCU, you know, fifth, now they they've jumped them and they're they're staying there because they're undefeated, and you have to give that to them. You have to give TCU that undefeated nod. Will TCU stay undefeated? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it happening. I think that they are they're a good team, but I think given putting them in the playoffs would be a mistake just because I think you have to if they're undefeated, but I think it would be a mistake for viewership just because I don't see them hanging with any of those teams mentioned above. <clears throat> now, my if TCU falls, you're going to get two Big Ten and two SEC. Because I don't know. I mean, you bring USC in the mix, but USC is. I mean, USC is really not. You're going to, if TCU loses and Michigan and Ohio State come down to the wire, you're going to have two SEC and two Big Ten. Wow. Um, I think you're right. I think those are the four best teams, but. I, then I think you get into the politics of it. If you could fit USC in there, if there's any possibility to get the Trojans in there, you bring in that LA market. So, yeah, but is that really a, a big market? Because there's so many teams in LA, and, and basketball season has started. So is it really that big of a market that we're dealing with 
for just college football altogether. I, I don't think so. I mean, I that's just my again, my opinion. I don't I don't think so. I think that the college football playoff committee won't have to face as much backlash because they're expanding it. So they can do what they want now. They can put two Big Ten and two SEC teams if they want to, because they're going to ex- they're expanding the playoffs. That's set. That's done. So the argument would be, we need to expand the playoffs. So we're doing that, so we can do what we want right now. Yep, I say they do what they want by you, uh, right by you at Biles Automotive Group on Callahan. Biles Automotive Group. It's all about integrity. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. And they've they've got a, just an incredible method of getting a great car selection, which I know has been an issue from time to time. But they're right there on Callahan. Uh, fantastic people to work with. Mr. Biles is uh, phenomenal. And Biles Automotive Group there on Callahan is where you need to go for your next car purchase. And if you need any service whatsoever, that's where you need to go as well. So that is Biles Automotive Group, you will absolutely love them and you'll be a repeat customer. I can guarantee you that. So how about a little message board bingo, Amanda? Message board bingo is brought to you by our friends at Craft Treats and also Owl's Nest Barbecue. When it comes to your barbecue supplies, you need to go to Owl's Nest Barbecue in Ottawa. They've got all the sauces and the rubs and the incredible Green Mountain Grills, and the thing that is so cool about Owl's Nest Barbecue is you get the expertise that is unparalleled. And uh, also with Craft Treats, you can go to crafttreats.com. Their chill pills will help your pet with arthritis issues, anxiety issues, digestive issues, but um, they also have great treats outside of the chill pills that are just phenomenal. Use the pro, promo code off the hook again, off the hook, and you will get a 20% discount. It's awesome. So we'll let you decide what you want to play for, whether or not that is for the barbecue supplies or whether or not that's for uh, craft treats, a gift certificate there. But if you win or lose, it doesn't matter because you're a winner because you, you can go to crafttreats.com and use the promo code off the hook. So here we go. Message board bingo. This is the way it works. Amanda will read a post from a message board. If you can tell me which team's message board this post was posted on, then you're going to be our big winner. You have to do it before me, but that's not difficult because I'm horrible at it. Here we go. Message board bingo is now. Dabo and James Franklin. Hearing from someone fairly well-connected, we have made contact with both of them. If true, this is truly uncharted waters for our program. I think I know this. You have 10 seconds starting now. And by the way, I'm told that we have have Clemson. Brittany, it wouldn't be Clemson. Um, We have Auburn, we have Auburn. It's Auburn. I think it's Auburn. Yeah. So Tennessee Junior, shoot me an email. You will win. It is indeed Auburn. Tell you what I'm told about that um, from a uh, really good source. Here's my email for your prize. Um, told by a really good source, Lane Kiffin would take that job, and that Auburn is about split down the middle, fifty fifty. Between so, yes or no, or between Kiffin yeah. and somebody else. 
uh, between Kiffin and somebody, whether or not they would offer him. So he's okay, the so yes. he's the guy on the he's the guy on the table right now that they're deciding. Do you offer him or not? I'm told he would take it. I'm told it's really close. It's pretty 50 50, which in and of itself, Amanda, would scare me if I'm Lane Kiffin, because if you if you're not a consensus, then there's all already been concerns at Auburn with too many cooks in the kitchen. That would concern me. Yeah, yeah I, we, we saw it happen to Brian Harson. I mean, they, they forced him out because he wasn't the guy that they wanted originally. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great coach or anything, but he never had a shot. No, uh, he didn't have much of a shot. They tried to run him out after the first year, not only run him out, but they tried to run it. Oh, that was that year two last year, but nevertheless with cause so that he didn't get paid yeah. you know, they, for, for having just a, a bad culture was essentially their argument. It wasn't y'all given, wonder why I hate offering. I mean, it wasn't giving at least giving players money in McDonald's bags and your wife being involved and several coaches being involved. That's when you get to the point that you're for cause it's not just having a bad culture. Like, hey, these guys don't get along. Let's fire him and not agree to what we were going to pay him. That doesn't make any sense. I, I will tell you this. Orange Blood says, then four years later, Kiffin will go somewhere else. Where Will he ever settle? Um, I would say this about Lane. If I were him, I wouldn't make the move to Auburn. And I say that because they seem unsettled still. And Ole Miss, there's a glass ceiling there, but you maximize that, you get to Atlanta one year, and then you got some big-time options. You don't know what's going to happen with Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. They're building that program up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they're building up from an administrative level. I mean, there, there are all kinds of better jobs that will, will, not might, Alabama's wanting – that I would include in this that will come open in the next three to five years. Yeah. I'm just thinking Lane Kiffin at Texas. Oh, that's awful. I, I don't think anybody wants to see that except for maybe Texas fans. I think you because there. exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's scary for every other college football fan. Unless you're a Texas fan, you don't want to see Lane Kiffin at Texas. You don't want to see Lane Kiffin with unlimited money and unlimited power. That's like Thanos. That is terrifying. Thanos, love the yeah. Marvel reference. Thank you. I like Marvel, but yeah, that is terrifying. You do not want to give Lane Kiffin that much money and power. Oh, scary. You know, Go to Auburn, Kiffin. Go to Auburn. Yeah, the thing is, if if it feels like his next move is his most, is going to be his second most significant move. His most significant move is always going to be Tennessee to Southern California. And whether or not that was the right move, when they were facing NCAA issues and the timing of it and the way that affected the way he's viewed forever. That's always going to be his most significant move, but his second most significant move and the move that might define his career, if it's to Auburn or if it's to a potential Texas or Alabama's not going to hire him, but I know for a fact they don't like him, but if it's, if it's a major program that's bigger than Auburn, then he can have great success and I think he's good enough to win a national title if he has the right support around him. 
you can win at Auburn, but just to me, I think there's there's going to be greener pastures in two or three years. He's frustrated. A lot of cows down there. A lot of, there are a lot of cows. A lot of pastures down there. There, there are a lot yeah. of pastures, a lot of cows. And I just think with Lane, um, he needs to be really, really careful about his next move. And I'm not sure that Auburn's it. I'm not sure that I would want to go to a place that gave me complete control. And if he didn't say that, I'd be really concerned. JJ says Dion to Nebraska. I, t- I tell you what, somebody is going to make a great hire in Dion Sanders. Because he, he is he is going to recruit. He is he is going to be the cooler, hipper, whatever term you want to use, oh, Philip Fulmer. That's what he's going to be. He's going to recruit. He's going to hire two great coordinators. When he goes to the right place, he's going to have success. Skinnier, much skinnier, Philip Fulmer. Skinnier and and slightly darker as well. But yes, I think that he's more handsome. I'll, I'll let you be the judge. Um, Better but, athlete. Oh, well, yeah. I think there's only probably two or three people in my lifetime that have walked the earth that are better athletes than Deion Sanders. I've got him right up there. Just I got Bo Jackson, and then, like, the next level is Deion Sanders, Randy Moss. Like, that's that next – I mean, that grouping of just raw, natural, incredible athletes. Um, there's probably two or three people that have walked the earth that are less athletic than Philip Fulmer. Wow, shots fired. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Uh, We want to remind you that the show brought to you in part each day by Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. And City Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, Man, integrity matters right there in North Knoxville and the entire Knoxville area. And um, we love those guys. So have a fantastic day, everyone. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Oak Sports.